The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's brutal. I understand the hypocrisy. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh. Yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. You can't remember your <laughs> no, no. Own notes. I remember them. I just don't. I just don't remember exactly how to write them down. Or I don't. Uh, yeah. Tell us about the Goliath. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> if people listened to the last episode at the very end, you showed me a Goliath, and I pretty much was already swearing at you at that point because <laughs> it was looking pretty attractive. In this past week, I've been doing more research into it, and I haven't done, like, a tremendous amount of research, just face-level, like, what does this thing have? And then it's just like, oh, shit. Mm. I have to have this now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Especially, like, oh, man. It just, it doesn't make sense not to buy it if I plan on making a studio space. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the that's that really is one of the great things about it. So um, let's let's catch people up for those who aren't listening. Um, we're talking about the Antelope Audio Goliath, yeah, which is a 32 channel interface. Yes. Um, well, actually, it's a 64 IO. If you go through uh, Thunderbolt, or yeah, but it, is it Firewire? It doesn't have oh, it doesn't have it doesn't have. 32 channel or it doesn't have 64 channels of analog conversion though you still have to find i mean lo- uh, lots of on mac it it can do 64 channels is what they're I, advertising i understand that but you still have to pipe in pipe in the other 32 right like yes you, like you have to connect another 32 uh, channel unit like the orion 32 that i have downstairs into it but if it has and, and maddie so it yeah, can do that yeah but that, easily yeah but then you could you could call my interface a 64 channel interface too which wouldn't be true so this is a six, this is a thirty two channel unit that uh, has yes yeah, I'm only going to use it for thirty two yeah that has sixteen mic preamps um, for uh, 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 instrument, instrument inputs inputs uh, an additional talkback s- mic oh, it's got a talkback mic built in too yes cool. um, uh, two uh, headphone outs which cool yeah. 32 um, analog outs, 16 analog ins. 16 additional analog ins, not yes. just the microphone. Because the, the, the microphone... Yeah, you get the they're, 16... They're, they're, combo, they're combo microphone line inputs, right? Yeah, mic yeah. lines. So yeah, you get 16 line mic line inputs uh, with preamps, mm-hmm. but you get an additional 16 right. uh, DB25 analog inputs. Plus you get all of their... All of the antelope audio suite of... 50 plus plugins plugins that are hardware accelerated off of the off of the machine yeah and they're advertising that you could do like several q mixes with real-time processing yes yeah, which like that's attractive they've been they've been going to that uh when i got the orion they'd they'd been able to do a stereo one stereo q mix um off the hardware and i mean they're 
this is them trying to catch up with like personas and and focus right there well and and now they're like been doing competing with uad <laughs> yeah well they're they're trying to take the best ideas of, of everybody and combine them into one unit well that's that's the discretes right now it's like yeah. let's take slate audio's microphone thing and uae's until or UA's uh, Apollo combine them into one. Mm-hmm. Who's calling me? I think it's a great idea. Um, you're being telephoned. Toll free service, so I'm not answering oh. that. You know what I forgot to do? What I forgot to turn off the um, the furnace. This this episode's going to have a, a hum in the background. Whatever. Should I go turn it off? Is it going to be that loud in the... I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Okay. We'll listen at the end and, and we'll we'll decide if it's if it's I annoying enough I can hear the furnace to... now, but I, I don't think that'd be so loud that it would distract from us talking. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But um, anyway, yeah, the, the, this thing's pretty crazy. Mm. All for like, the low price of 6500 bucks, $7,000. What is it? Do you remember what the retail I is? I don't look at retail. I think it was at my price. I think it was about 6500 <laughs> Um I could look it up quickly though. Here's my, here's my concern with all in one units like that. And, and, and the, the main reason in 20, why in 2013, I decided to split everything up, which costs more of course, but, um, when it dies or if it has a problem, you're dead in the water, right? Yeah. Is, is that a concern for you? I can always buy warranty on it. Of course, it'd be like two hundred dollars a year. Hmm. Um, but that's the but that's the thing, right? Is let's I mean, say let's say the warranty. It's not the HD unit. The HD unit. Oh, the HDX that'll plug into Pro Tools. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's not pay that, an not extra four thousand dollars just to plug it into Pro Tools. I'm sure there's got to be more than that. Uh, I, I'm sure there is more to it, but like on the surface like that's all it is is just mm. pro tools compatibility right <laughs> um so so what happens she lost her bone in between the cushions Man, what she's going nuts for it yeah. what happens what happens if the thing dies how long does warranty replace it how can, how, 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 how quickly does warranty replace it oh uh that's a good question i don't know However, having dealt with Antelope Audio a little bit at work, because we do have like the discrete fours and stuff, right? when um, we had an issue with one where the left output jack just started to hum out of nowhere, and it was a loud hum to the point where we thought we had broken speakers because we were, at the time that this hum came out, mm-hmm. uh, we were testing the new RM5s that Yorkville right. has released. And... Uh, we thought it was the speaker mm-hmm. and then through more and then we like hooked up the old speakers and we were still getting that hum and we we're just like oh <laughs> shit um but uh we checked it into repair and our repair tech he's a smart guy um he did what he could but then he contacted antelope themselves and said hey i'm having this issue what could it be they gave him some a couple suggestions try these things out and they're pretty basic things but like he tried those things out said still having that issue and the antelope was just like here's a new unit cool 
and like and that, that apparently was, that was just Antelope your demo will like even give them free parts and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was an actual unit we were trying to sell, but it was like a display unit. Right. Right. Okay. It was um, a unit that's like in our little DAW computer setup that we have. Right. That one where you guys are trying to get a SSL installed. We're supposed to the... get. A, no, we're not trying to convince. <laughs> like it was the representatives that said, "Oh, you're going to get one." But I don't know. I don't understand it because we are like one of the top five stores in the country, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't get the the cool things like the other top five stores get. Right. That bone's going to topple off of the couch in moments. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so back to the, back to the Goliath. Yeah. Well, um, I'm just saying, like, I think if I have problems, that Antelope Audio themselves would, would be would like be really quick. Yeah. Be, well, they would they would be willing to help me out. And my again, my concern with that is that you'd be dead in the water during the replacement time. Like, yeah, the, right. Um, and and I know if if and if buying a second one just as a backup is yeah uh, yeah <laughs> it's a lot of money. Yeah. Which means, which means you either a have to have a backup unit, a backup something of converters. I could probably you have just the use stuff, but... the Motu stuff. I have two of those, so if I have some outboard preamps, then I, I at least have a backup to do simple stuff. Right. At least in comparison. Yeah. To what this Goliath can do, so maybe that. Yeah, I'll keep the Motu stuff and probably and like. Chances are I'm going to buy preamps anyway, because <laughs> I have 16 additional ins. Why wouldn't I fill those up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you need them? That be no. that becomes the question, right? Like, do I don't. Need... I know yeah. I don't, because like 20 tracks, like mm-hmm. I, you can record a band live off the floor with that. You can do a band off the floor with the 16 inputs, right? Yeah, but I have those additional four inputs, so... Yeah, yeah. I suppose if if, if you I have really a total of twenty available, yeah, uh, inputs, but it's I unlikely that you're going to be you're going to be um, using all twenty. Now, now, are those four inputs actually independent of? Yeah, right. Like, like that's what they're advertising is that, that they are independent, independent of the mic preamps, independent of the line. Yeah, inputs. They're their own dedicated. That's that's really unique. Most um, the uh, most the USB high, cable high big, high can only them. process thirty two tracks. Gotcha. So so if I am if you're maxed at thirty two, if, you if you're running USB, then that's an issue. Well, and I will be. But okay, thirty two tracks. Am I ever going to be recording thirty two tracks at once? I can see you mixing at that at that level. Yeah, with but I'm not going to be routing. 32 out to have 32 going back in if you well if you're you, you might get close to that I, uh, I hit i did another analog mix on saturday and i hit 35 channels on the board okay um and i was running i was running 27 channels out of the 29 once i had the uh the the main mix loop in there um channels through the uh through through my orion yeah um yeah so so this it's not outside the realm of possibility now of course you're not 
you're not mixing on a mixing on a console either yeah and i don't see myself buying a console anytime soon and if i was to buy a console like i'm probably just going to use it for the the channel strips as inputs so how about how does how does this sound then um if you are if you are um only in need of say 16 to 20 channels why go for something that does 32 why spend that extra money if you're probably not going to need them i'm more interested in all the things that it offers like it, the the channels is just like but can, uh, the can't cherry you, on top can't you find something else that offers less but still the things you need and for overall oh, less so money now you're being the voice of reason <laughs> you know last just, week like, you're just you, like right? hey you should buy this then <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well and, and i mean i'm super excited that you would buy this thing right oh, yeah. but uh, I'm and, excited, and I know, and I know that you are and years I, away. Oh, yesterday, right? well, it might be only like a year or two away from getting this thing. All right, um, like I just have to look at my my finances and stuff, and like put together a budget because, mm -hmm. like, on top of buying this thing, I have to save up for a wedding in 2019. That's expensive. Yeah, yeah. So. Can be. All I have to do is just figure out, like, can I do both or should I wait until after the wedding and get it? So it's either I'm going to get it within a couple months time or I'm going to get it in like a year's time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have this. I know people are annoyed by my laugh already, but I have this. Um, I have this picture of you buying this shiny new toy to sit in your rack in your living room yeah and and then it and, won't be used and, and properly it'll be it'll be just like two. it'll be just like your the, the um your microphones that you bought the austin microphones that you bought that are that, still on layaway <laughs> and and you've you've technically owned them ish for over, over a year. year and still haven't used them yep yeah Mind you, I haven't been <laughs> you'd, you'd, able to take them home. So. You would start. You would start using this Goliath as a eleven point one surround sound system for your TV. No, for watching movies. No. Yeah. I'm not buying that many speakers. You have you have an extra sixteen outputs. Why not use twelve of them on on a mega surround sound system? Because I'd have to buy the speakers. <laughs> And I'm not buying that many speakers. Like that'd be like another five grand in speakers. Uh, so, so does this does this fast track um, you opening your own studio? Because if you're going to make this this kind of investment, uh, I mean, you have to well, look at you have to look at the timetable of when you'd actually be in need of it. Because right now, right now, you have zero need of this thing. Right now, yeah, yeah, uh, and and like this is the idea. It, like currently in my head is if I get this right away, it's just so that I own it for when I'm building uh, this home studio that I've been given permission to build. Uh, <laughs> but then I'm like opening that home studio to other engineers, right? Uh, and it's going to probably be at a pretty cheap rate, but it's going to be people that I know and trust, and yeah. I know they aren't going to do shitty things. 
type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like if you were to, I don't know, sell off this place and you needed a space to record in type of thing. Like right. you could approach me and be like, Hey, can I use your space? And can I use like, your yeah, space sure. and your 16 mic inputs on your Goliath? That's been 20 dust for inputs, <laughs> 16 mic inputs. I was 16 mic inputs. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. Uh, so, so but even about... like long McQuaid guys, I'd be like, Hey, yeah. if you got a project that you need a, a, a space to record in and mm -hmm. that's dirt cheap, like, yeah, come on in, I'll give it to you for 20 bucks an hour. What about the, what about the concern that technology changes really quickly? And if you buy this thing, let's say you buy this thing in the summer or you buy this thing in the fall the technology will have changed over the following two years by the time you actually um, open your studio. I'm not concerned about that. No? Okay. I know how audio guys what, work. What about... They are very slow to move to the new technology. What about, what about this then? Um, the Orion that I bought mm -hmm. was their first um, big multi-channel unit. Yeah. Right? And when they released their second multi-channel unit... The price of the the Orion that I bought dropped by eight hundred dollars. Yeah, something that, uh, that would know. suck, and maybe I would because it it's not like this Goliath is going to go away. No, right? And like who knows? Maybe they'll update it or something. It'll have some really cool features. But mm. as it is, even right now, the features that you get pretty with awesome. It, yeah. Like is worth the the six grand that they're charging. So if they update it and it stays the same price and has like extra features, like whatever, like I still got a lot for my money. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'm, I, I know gear enough to know that like this investment, despite the dollar value being pretty high is right. a really good deal. Okay. Fair enough. Cause like, if if I bought a converter and then bought preamps for it of just sixteen, let's say, yeah, uh, you'd, you'd be in, that's going to cost similar... me like five to seven grand. Uh, that that that's always the appeal of of these all in one units. Yeah, right. And I, I was the same way when I bought my first Tascam digital console. It was sixteen preamps. It was it was uh, solid conversion, and it was a control surface and digital mixer all in one. And I think it was just shy of five grand, mm -hmm. you know. And I got seven years of use out of it before it died, and and you probably made, made that much and then some off of it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was a heavily used, heavily used machine. Yeah, but and, and like this is going to be the thing that the this studio is going to be built around. So mm -hmm. it's going to be used every project. So. Like every, yeah. every time I use it or I rent it out to somebody else to use it, it's making me money. So yeah. it's not like a microphone or something where like maybe it's used 80% of projects or something like that. So <laughs> yeah. 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 it's more easier to be like, this thing's going to pay itself off. Right. So, and if I get like seven years out of it, like chances are it's made me $10,000 or something in that. And I think that I'm, I'm using $10,000 as a pretty small number in seven years. Cause <laughs> I think I could get more out of it than that. Right. 
Yeah, well, I mean, if, if if you're using it all the time, I mean, the software alone is is a good value. Um, yeah, you know the, the the money that you save recording in your own space versus versus renting, renting a space, space is always is always a good investment if if the investment is manageable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But what about what about the argument? Um, so we talked before the podcast that your two options for buying this were. Um, financing it or buying it outright. Yeah. Um, and both values significantly, well, not significantly, yeah, but it's significant. relatively different yeah. from each other. If I finance it, I'm spending about $700 more. Yeah. Um, so considering like in, in your situation right now, even, even if you bought it this calendar year, you'd have to finance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what about the school of thought that in this industry, especially you should never finance? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, such a, such a wonderful I, dismissive noise. <laughs> yeah. But like, these are a lot of the people who say like, Oh, you should never finance aren't dealing with a company like long and McQuaid where they're like, Hey, if you need us to move things around, we're going to work with you. Like, whereas most credit creditors in general are like, give us our money. We need our money right now. Yeah. Why haven't you paid us? You're two days late. Pay us. Pay us, pay us, pay us. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, we're, we're going to screw your credit over. Whereas Long McQuaid's just like, hey, man, we're musicians too. We know that there's no money in this industry. <laughs> but can you put, like, something towards the item? I know we have agreed to $200 a month, but like, can you put 50 bucks down this month? We'll work with you. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> like if it was, uh, uh, like if I was going through a different store, uh, I definitely probably be hesitant on, uh, financing it. Right. Because I know that it would be through like those more aggressive creditors. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, through the company I work for, I I already have experience before I worked that, with them of falling behind because I had like lost my job and stuff. Yeah, and they work with you. Uh, the only time Long McQuaid like sues you or anything or like screws with you is, is when you'd... you've proven that that's what <laughs> they have to do to get anything out of you. Yeah, they, they, it's not about working with you. It's you've already proven that you won't work with them. Um, well, yeah, and like this is turning into a Long and McQuaid ad. Yes. Um, so let's let's tangent on the Long and McQuaid thing right now. Uh, Long and McQuaid has purchased Axe Music. Yes. What do you know about that as a Long and McQuaid employee? I know that one of the owners of Axe Music is not doing well, mm-hmm. and the other just wants out. Right. And so they approached Long and McQuaid. Long and McQuaid was not looking to buy Axe Music at okay. all. So it's long McQuaid. It's weird stores, yeah. when Long McQuaid acquires a company. It's not because they actively tried to get that company. It's because that company approached Long and McQuaid to buy them out. Hmm. Even with HHB, um, that was Yorkville. I don't know anything about Yorkville, but is not is, is Yorkville not the same thing as Long McQuaid? Like, isn't Long Yorkville McQuaid the is company like the parent a, company? Uh, long McQuaid's the parent company. Yeah. Um, 
or sorry, Long McQuaid Holdings is the parent company. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Long McQuaid the store is different. Yeah. Yeah. The the store Long McQuaid is it's sep- a separate identity to Yorkville, although they're like we work very close with the Yorkville guys. Right. Uh, like our rental department is basically like their Q and A or like and stuff. Like they will send prototypes to our rental department, <laughs> depending on which store you're in. Yeah, they won't send any to us, despite the fact that we should probably get some prototype stuff. But whatever. That that's just me complaining about politics of <laughs> Long McQuaid. <laughs> politics everywhere, right? Yeah, and I, I mean it, it's in Long McQuaid, but. Whatever. So, what do you know about the merger then? The uh, or the uh, well, I know that they approached us and told us their story, and so like the Longs, I guess, are just like, okay, sure, we'll help you out. Here's some money, and now Axe is ours. And then, yeah. Although a lot of people are accusing us of closing down Axe Calgary, but that was already happening before. Yeah. Uh, the acquisition. Were there two Axe stores in Calgary? Uh, or is it just the one? Maybe. Uh, but I think both of them are closing down. I hear that Axe is not going to, like, there's going to be no Axe in Calgary. So is Long and McQuaid, uh, Long and McQuaid Holdings buying Axe Music, but they're keeping the Axe Music brand? No. No, they are changing It's going it to be a Long and McQuaid. McQuaid. Yeah. Okay. So there's going to be five Long and McQuaids in the city. That's got to change. Oh, uh, uh, I'm hearing rumors that it is because I know that there's a building that Long Holdings has. <laughs> there's a what? There's a building and it's currently empty that Long McQuaid owns right in the city. Okay. And the rumors were that one of the locations in town were going was going to move there, but with this new acquisition, it is rumored that. Axe music. We're going to have that building for a little bit anyway. Right. Uh, but that building, we will be abandoning much like the Gordon Price building downtown. Yeah. And moving it to this different location. Yeah. See, it, it just makes sense to. But also, the downtown location might also join them, and then it'll be four locations again. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it it makes sense. It makes sense to shut down the uh, shut down the White Ave store, the downtown store, uh, and the Axe store. I, I know, I know. Like, there's they, weird things with the the White Ave store. It is definitely not a money maker. But uh, from what I've heard, they they put a lot of value in the fact that it has the White Ave presence, yeah. and thus it kind of works as an advertising. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, there is definitely a lot of value to that. Yeah. Um, but then, then still the, the downtown store. Ultimately, I think that the White Ave store should become a bigger store and actually become a proper Long McQuaid, but <clears throat> it would be nice if they did, but they need, they need parking and there's no parking. Yeah. Down there. That's another thing. I mean, that's like why it has to be bigger. It yeah. needs parking and it needs to become a proper Long and McQuaid that can like actually handle rentals and things like that. <laughs> it would be hilarious if um, if that store became what Sears Outlets. Are you old enough to remember 
Sears outlets. Yes. Um, you walk in, order from the catalog, yep. place an order from the catalog, but they don't actually have anything there. I remember getting the Sears catalog like every year. And, yeah. Like I would look through it just because shit, man. there's a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the Sears and the, um, and the Canadian tire catalog. Those were the two that I was always excited about as a mm. kid. Um, okay. Let's move on from the, um, from long McQuaid. Yeah. And the Goliath or I want to go back. Done? I want to go back into your, um, into your, into My. your studio plans. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, <clears throat> so you've settled on the Goliath. I'm, I think so. Cause it is a studio in box and I will hold off on buying any analog gear. It doesn't make sense. Like it, it, it makes a lot of sense to, to take the, the model that the Brads have used. Velveteen. Okay. Brad Smith and Brad. Um, oh yeah. Sorry. I, 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 I needed to know the, the studio to yeah. like kick in. So I know too many. Brads. So they've, yeah, that's right. Um, they've taken the approach that they have a minimal of outboard gear, just the bare minimal of outboard gear. So that when they change over, cause they, they change over in eight ish hour shifts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when they change over, there's zero recall and zero competition. And so everything they do is, is, um, is software based or just about everything they do. Well, I think they sum through the, any analog gear I get is going to be probably strictly just for going into the box. So it's going to be like preamps, compressors, and maybe some EQs. It, the idea is not to have this stuff so yeah. that you mix in it. What it, um, it'll be available so you can mix it through it. But what key pieces would you want for it, anal- for, uh, for outboard gear? For outboard gear, yeah, I'm thinking I'd want like a probably a warm audio uh, Poltec EQ, just one. Want to one. start? I yeah. think because I, I I don't really see the need for two. Okay. But maybe the odd time I if you're not mixing to. with it, right? Um, what would what would your purpose with it be? Because it's a it's a pretty limited in its use just um, thing. The only thing I use the Poltec EQ for is like a tone shaping device, and I like it on vocals for oh, that. Okay. Okay. So it, it it's just like get the sound I want out of the vocal and, and like the butterfly uh, band is a good way to yeah. get some interesting sounds out of right. a vocal. Right. Um, so that that would be my primary use for it is just for a singer uh, for the most part. Who knows? Maybe a guitar would need it or something like that. But sure. chances are I'd only ever need one. Uh, I might get a second one if like I notice the need for a second one, Hold but on. I'd probably stick to one is the, I just had a moment of panic. Oh, um, and we still might have a panic because it looks like pro tools froze on us. Oh, um, and we're going to take a break because I just heard someone come in the door. Sounds like Glenn and, yeah, so we'll, yeah. yeah. It's Glenn. We'll figure this out in a sec. Well, we'll be back after this. I guess we're back. Here we go. Oh, we're back um, you, you here? Or do we, Glenn, talk to us. Are you, uh, say something. Hi, James. There we go. Okay, now we know what's working. Good. I was worried. I had. Uh, don't worry, James. I had you worry. worry too much. I, I, I do. I, uh, I concern myself far too much with the happenings of other people. 
That's why and I obsessively with their heads. <laughs> yeah. One week you're telling them to buy a six thousand dollar thing, the next week you're like, "Do you arguing? Really do you really it? need it?" <laughs> so, so to catch you up, Glenn, um, last week on the show, I introduced Joey to the Antelope Audio Goliath, which is a which is oh, a thirty-two channel unit that is basically become the hub of Joey's new studio that he's going to build, um, yeah. and it's a six thousand dollar unit. Uh, yeah. So, so he's been he's been minorly obsessing about it uh, all week. Yeah. And then today, and then I, when then I today tell I tried people to at work about talk it. about it, <laughs> like I go to the accounts guy and go, like, "What's the policy if I want to buy something that's uber expensive?" And they're just like, "Well, it's certainly possible, but you won't be allowed to buy anything else for the year." <laughs> yeah. Or two. Uh, and then I and then I'm told go talk to John who's the manager and like I'd go talk to him and he's just like you should buy it <laughs> and then record my band <laughs> yeah right? yeah absolutely <laughs> are you getting a commercial space uh no no um, it's going to be a home space but I'm going to treat it as like a commercial space buying a house uh yeah. Like I'm not buying this house for like probably a year or two from now. Yeah. Uh, but the idea is that I'll have a studio in the basement, and the missus gave me permission to do that. In fact, her words were, "I want you to have a studio." So well, she just the right opened girl, the floodgates to me, going like, "Oh, well, in that case." I'm going to buy stuff. And then it's just like <laughs> six grand. Yeah. Well, that's a studio right there, really. Well, so it, like, that's how, what I described <clears throat> it as is that it, it is a studio in a box. Cause it really is like you, you have everything you need to have a studio in this box. So we, we, we have, we have the centerpiece. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about you getting a pull textile EQ. Um, oh, for analog gear, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Might get what, some what else? Other compressors. What else? Pe- what other pieces would you absolutely want? I would to have love to have some Rupert Neve um, preamps. The are the uh, the Portico stuff. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I'm definitely holding off on buying any of that stuff, but it'd be something <laughs> that I would I would probably look into hmm. uh, when I I would. If I got to that point where I'm like, oh, maybe I should buy some other flavors of preamps just so that people have the option to do something else. But if you're doing the discrete thing, um, or if you you can easily you can easily with the antelope stuff um, throw on their microphone preamp colors. Oh, and, and then they have all the colors right there. Yeah, right? I know. But or have, I don't have think all they the, have the Rupert Neve color. Yeah. They have like the old Neve. Probably the old Neve, the APIs, yeah, SSLs, yeah, and I, I like the color of the uh, the the Rupert Neve design okay. preamp. I, I think it's a great preamp. So it makes it sound different, doesn't it? Good because of the color. Uh, it yeah, definitely well, I mean, does. We need yeah. a we need a proper shade of red and blue. Well, right? changes the sound. So, and, and like I said, it's not a thing I'm looking into getting. Uh, so then right away it, that'd probably be like several years down the next the step the next question is um what do you have for microphones and what else do you need i will probably have a lot of aston microphones you love those don't you oh they're fantastic 
<laughs> uh, so I got don't, don't need any don't need any color the in the microphone. I'll probably just... buy another two spirits minimum. Maybe I'll see your two spirits and I'll raise you a demon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, uh, I want to buy <laughs> some starlight. Coffee hasn't set in yet. No, I'm yeah. half asleep. The starlights are cool and four of them. Uh, four starlights. No, I just need two. Two for overheads. Two for acoustic instruments. Uh, you're evil. <laughs> you are evil, so, actually. So, um, so I watched I watched Fab Dupont do a live at Sweetwater type of event, yeah. um, where he recorded everything with uh, with Mojave microphones, and he used the uh, the MA one hundreds, the the pencil their pencil mics, yeah. um, on kick and snare, and they sounded great. Really? Although, you know what? I'll probably do two Starlights, <laughs> two Josephson C forty twos. And then that'll be probably plenty for overhead and acoustic guitar stuff. Mm. Um, some 57s, like okay. three probably. I don't see the need for more than three. Um, yeah. Maybe four uh, 421s. I'll sell you mine. So I took um, my... <laughs> and then ribbon microphones probably. Ribbon and tube microphones mm. just for colors. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Get it right going in, Right. Yeah, that's the idea. It's yeah, the idea. idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, that's the whole reason why I'll have any analog gear is just I want it to sound the way I want it to sound going in. And if in. I'm sending it out to a mixer, then they can't screw it up. I don't. I I don't know, man. Um, so one of the stories I stopped telling you this morning because you said it would be a better story for this for the podcast. Yeah. Um, I have a client that I've worked with a long time that um, has decided he needs something fresh, uh, someone fresh to mix. Sure. Um, so we sent out a song before, uh, a song in the fall, and sent out another one just last week. And um, one of the comments I got back from the mix engineer was he was really happy that I included DI tracks for all the guitars. Right. Which I I understand as a as a mixer I'd be I'd, I'd be in the same boat, yeah. um, uh, but it 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 made me think specifically. What was the point of me spending all that time getting these guitar tones that the band wanted for him to fuck it up? Well, well I don't know that he's going to fuck it up. He might, not, he, just, he, hey. he might make them sound really good. He might he might. But the band had a specific sound in mind mm -hmm. and that sound was a constant moving target. It changed every fucking session, which is why I did the DI thing so that at the end, if we needed to, we could reamp, yeah. we could reamp this stuff to oh, whatever. That's another right? thing that Goliath has two reamp outs. Oh, that's right. Two, two, two. two. Reamp so that's, that's, that's low or high impedance outputs. Um, to go directly into an amplifier, and, and amplifier, whatever. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Someone was thinking. Mm -hmm. It is literally a studio in a box. Like yeah. I don't know what else I would need. It's out like of the RME. No, 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 no. It, it far surpasses the RME. Can't can't really? comment. Can't comment on the. Make sure you're talking into the, oh, the yeah. center of the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can't comment specifically on on the sound quality of the Goliath versus the RME because I've never I've never heard a comparable. Yeah, go ahead. Move that thing if you need. There you go. Um, but uh, but the expectation is it's going to be good. But the the Goliath far exceeds the RME for functionality. Just blows it out of the water. The RME doesn't even come close. Yeah, yeah. You got your thirty two IO um, 
Maddie, Spitif, uh, got clocking options as well as atomic. 16 built in mic pre's, atomic four. um, yes. four built in, uh, instrument, instrument inputs. Um, and then the two reamp outs, two reamp two outs, monitor outs, expandable to 64, um, inputs and outputs. Yeah. Um, so long as you're going through and, uh, Thunderbolt. And this is this is one of the bigger selling features of it versus others. It comes with a 50-plus a plug-in suite of hardware emulation. Nice. Uh, most of it's hardware emulation. Yeah. There's, there's something and it hardware. has real-time processing like the Apollo. Yeah. Right. So it's got its own unique kind of and hardware-based plugins. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and it has a touchscreen. Is it a, is it a touchscreen? Yes. That tiny little thing is a touchscreen. Yes. All right. Uh, is it a three space, three rack space unit? Or I think is it... it's only two. It looks like it's only a two space unit. And but it can operate independent unit, of a yeah. PC or a. Well, uh, no, it still needs like you need. Like, it you does know, need a computer. You need a DAW. Yeah, it's it's not a yeah. recording device. It's just an interface. Yeah, yeah no, I understand right. that, but the yeah, R it, the RME you can record everything. Like say you were doing something live, you can. It's or it's kind of dumb, but if you're caught in a snag, you can you can just use the the interface itself, and you record onto a jump drive. Uh, but it's a pain in the ass. This, yeah. this could be a portable, like insane portable device, but you would still need like a laptop or something to yeah send the information to. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. I. I'm really interested in in the uh, in the the um, plugins. That being said, I'm not. I haven't bought a plugin in over a year, so. Well, like Good that was you. kind of the nail in the coffin for me. Is just like, yeah. I get all this stuff, which I think is worth six grand, but then you give me your entire plugin suite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would tell them the same thing. I haven't bought uh, I haven't bought plugins in over a year because I've basically gone all analog, right? I've been buying actual gear. Yeah, yeah. I haven't bought plugins because I don't need to. <sighs> Excuse me. Something called voltage. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, mm. Okay, We're, I was trying to steer us away from the going back to the Goliath. Going back. To okay, the Goliath, but so I have a story. Okay, is it audio related? Yeah, well, it's keyboard related. I uh, took my keyboards all right. and I put them to bed about fucking 30 days ago. You put your keyboards to bed as well, you like, I, tucked I, them in under the covers? I'm between places, right? I'm going to Lethbridge. So, Kiss them goodnight. So I'm saying goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, yeah, but I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been 28 28- days or so okay i haven't played and i'm I'm going squirrely i usually play about three hours a day and i haven't played for a month and it's doing something to my head (laughs) it's not good you need that fucking outlet yeah yeah or you replace it and it's dumb (laughs) i gotta set it up condo's too small yeah i've actually been setting been trying to set up a a little little keyboard piano practice station. At home. I have a piano for you. Um, Q's got it. He thinks it's his. Like a piano piano? Yeah, I just parked it there. It's a old controller, and I think it's got two sensors instead of 
one. Like, it's really, really nice. It's old, though. Mm. It's not a fatar. It's a or whatever bed it is. It's it's nice. It's old, right. though. Right. Yeah. If it's not USB compatible, then it doesn't work for me. I didn't want to haul any keyboards, so wherever I was going to play, I put a 88-key controller. Right. So... Yeah, a sound right. module or whatever, and that way I don't have to set anything up. I just go, and there's a keyboard there. Um, you did you what? No, no, you 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 had a thought. You did. Too. You've been on the ball today, so so I want to like, what's your thought? Uh, I was just saying you were talking about a studio, but if you have something else you want to talk about, oh, that that <laughs> that the, place that you sent tracks to, and they wanted a DI. No, no, they didn't want a DI. Or I, they thank you I, for I, having. They, they, the DI. they thanked me. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I thought we were done with that, but okay. Well, then what do you want to talk about? <laughs> what was wrong with your mix? I didn't do a mix. That was the thing. Oh, right. right? Like okay. they, Oh, you sorry. tracked it. I tracked it. Yeah. Um, this one specifically, the last one we did, um, through unfortunate circumstances that I should have been able to control last summer, the, the, the whole production took too long and, I'd missed, but by the time, by the time we were actually done, they decided to have someone else mix it. Um, and it, it made them happy. Uh, I still haven't listened to that mix, so I don't know, I don't know what it was. Um, but, uh, uh, this one, they specifically went into recording this song and that, that's how they're, they're like a lot of bands now they're just doing song by song, right? Yeah. They went into this song knowing full well that they were, they were going to have this other guy mix it. Yeah. And so, so I, I mean, I, I try to take precautions, um, and keep that kind of thing in mind, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm prepping this for someone else, not just for me. Um, mm -hmm. and so, you know, I'm, I didn't do anything different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but I, I, I was, I, I was disappointed in hearing that they were happy about the DIs. Cause that, that, what that tells me is they didn't like the guitar tones. <laughs> uh, not necessarily yeah you're right you're right there are there are reasons but but that's for me as a mix engineer that's what i would think is is if i'm not happy with the tones i'd wish to have a di yeah mm -hmm. right no i would hope that he's going to try to make those tones work first yeah, yeah. uh because i, I if, he, if he's an engineer worth any salt he's going to know that the band signed off on it and that's his what they want their guitars to sound like yeah. and so let's do our best to make sure that they get the sound they want but sometimes it just you need that extra right thing in order to make it, it work with the song so yeah yeah totally fair um and i so don't i, I, I don't hope that's how he's approaching it i mean the, the band went back to them so, so back to him so he's he's got to be good at what he does yeah right? yeah um because that's that's the best that's the best compliment you could ever you could ever hope to have is the band comes back yeah. yeah um yeah but and they don't always come back yeah whatever it happens yeah mm -hmm. um i that that leads me directly into the next thing i've been poaching um unknowingly i've been poaching from another studio oh uh they're poaching from you so Yo, I, I, I'm uh, 2017. I lost a lot of clients to to other studios. Audio department? No, uh, no, no, no. no. no uh, they raise their prices. Did you guys hear about that? Audio no. department did. Yeah, or? they. Uh, yeah. yeah. What, yeah. What I mean, they, they, have, they, they have the gear to justify. Well, they have the room, the and and they um, 
That's a uh, nice yeah, they're, they're, room. They're, they're, they're busy, right? So it's yeah. warranted. Yeah. Yeah, they are so busy. They have there. everything going for them that they can uh, they got charge. A, they have a, I think it's a baby grand piano in there. I thought it was a full. It was a oh, full is it a full? Concert, oh, shit. Thought. Well, it's yeah. It's a Yamaha C7, I thought. Is that, is that the 7, not the big one? It's a C4, I think. Oh. Or okay. whatever. It's a I, Yamaha. I see. This is how little I know about I pianos. <laughs> I, I asked to come in, and <laughs> only know that they must get a I dozen know calls a day. The piano is worth more than my entire studio. Yeah. Well, they got oh. it used, so I'm, I'm pretty sure they didn't pay the brand new price for it. Fair enough. But when I looked it up, it was like a two hundred thousand dollar. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, piano. I thought they'd paid one hundred thirty five for it. Is is the rumor that I'd heard? I don't know that for any fact at all. Yeah. Like it's it's not like it's not like I've talked to anybody Nick or Terry. Was it the one at the Jube? Then they they got it or I I don't yeah. know what the history is of that. I just know that they got it and mm. like cool. Well, when a church gets the guy who owns their is... grand piano, they're people freak, especially the piano players, right? Yeah. And I think it's the same thing if you have the room. Yeah. For a studio, okay, See, and, and we're getting our centerpiece, you know. Yeah, and, and oh, it'd be awesome. You know, the messed up thing. Yeah. The messed up thing about all this is 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 great sounding room. Good it's a, room. It, it's a dead room as far as all things are concerned, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, especially for its size, and they have a gorgeous piano. I'm sure, you know, Terry or Nick or or um, the guys from Riverdale have been working out of there recently, and um, and I. I'm sure it would sound phenomenal, but if I need a live piano played by someone who knows, that how, to knows how to play it, yeah. I'm still going to Doug Organ at Edmonton. You know, he's got a smaller piano. Yeah, it doesn't have the huge, rich bottom end that that the concert grand would have. Right. Because um, I, I, his is a baby grand, I think. Right. Like it's a it's a four foot or a five foot, probably a I'm five foot piano. Sure. Um, but, yeah, if it's five foot, that'd probably be a baby. But the the, uh, the the what he gets out of that piano and the way he plays, mm-hmm. that to me is is the by far the better the better option. Yeah. yeah, it's not just a piece of furniture; it's the mother of all instruments. Well, he's it, it's it, it, it sure, comes down it comes more down to the player, right? This, yeah. he's got the infrastructure and he's the player that I want to work with. Yeah, right. So you can have a half a million dollar piano and if the player is not that great it's yeah. not going to sound like half a million dollar piano right <laughs> i sit down i sit down in in st john's i go to st john's every once in a while and sit down at their pianos and every and, and i yeah. try to touch the the really nice like the really expensive ones and and, and i'm like okay top six no 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 i have this no for elise i wrote no no no. i can't i can't play any of that stuff i wrote this i wrote this really beautiful but simple piece when i when i learned how to play piano as a as a teen right and i still remember it ish to this day it's not a complicated piece it's just kind of a like a dark haunting thing really yeah. simple to play though and so that, that's the thing i, I sit down and play because i at the, to this day i can't play anything else but uh <clears throat> you're blocked i guess do, you could i do yeah, if i tried but yeah i'm not trying so i don't yeah but i do notice a difference on the more expensive pianos but not enough to warrant a fifty thousand dollar price yeah, difference, yeah right and it's entirely because it's me <laughs> yeah. if you yeah. got a great player like it would be yeah. awesome but I, I probably also still wouldn't if i got a, that kind of money 
If I somehow found myself in possession of a nice piano like that, I would convert the drum room into a piano room. Oh, a real piano is just so... It would just live in there. Hmm. It would be permanently I'd almost feel like it needs a bigger room, though. I've had piano players tell me, but but that's that's the thing. That's the thing that, like... um, Again, Edmund Tone, their piano room is is about the same size as my drum room. Huh. Yeah. Okay. They had all kinds of hits. And they based, I think they did, well, I know that he did all of his songwriting with this low top, just a low top apartment piano. And they took it on tour with them. Because, I mean, it was fairly, you know, it's easy to tune. And it was just, and people would carve things in it and they painted it all weird. What? band was that i've seen lots of bands do that there okay were, there they, were there were two of them there were two of them at the folk fest in 2015 when i last worked there that did that exact yeah, thing just mic it, it seemed like it anyway oh am i breaking shit nope we're good yeah i think they they just mic the piano and yeah. yeah um yeah where where were we going on that we didn't intend to start talking about pianos um go back to my notepad here oh uh, okay so this was this is something i wanted to, to when, when you started talking about the reamp on the back of the goliath yes just to tie us back to the goliath did you listen to bobby osinski's podcast this morning no uh, he was I talking i think i have it downloaded yet he was talking specifically about amp sims okay um oh, yeah and and, and it was they it are. was advice about how to get more out of your amp sims yeah um and the two things that that really stood out to me were that's me that's you yeah is it someone important no should we pay it's attention grandma, to that it's my grandmother oh your grandmother is messaging you on facebook it might <laughs> be something terrible that i don't want to see <laughs> Jeez. um so so, so the, the two big things was was eq the signal eq the, the the dry guitar on the way into the amp sim with a limiter he's saying that most of these amp sims don't res, don't respond as well to spikes as real amps so throw a limiter on your guitar, take out the real spiky stuff, and you'll get overall better tone out of them, better response. Now look at that. It's my turn to interrupt the podcast. I recognize that number, but I don't recognize who it's from. So throw a limiter on this, and e- uh, on, on the DI'd guitar, and EQ it uh, on the way in. Mm-hmm. And of course, EQ on the way out. And he started talking then about about convolution reverbs to create a room tone. Um, but then he said, if you don't have a good IR reverb, I guess, whatever, if you don't have a good convolution reverb, yeah. then um, then he suggested using an old 80s trick. A Yamaha and, reverb unit? <laughs> no. Well, it, it, yeah, yeah, actually an, an SPX-90 yeah. trick. <laughs> That, that 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 they do is is uh a hard panned delay yeah 25 milliseconds on one side 50 milliseconds on the other side oh yeah. that will create that that uh, space i've i've never tried it i'm i'm interested in trying it i'm not I, sure I I'm if you, yeah, trick. If you set i've your, never tried it myself because I've, I've never heard needed it needed i've never heard it before oh. if you set the pre-delay oh, school a little I'll higher than that. 25 even 35 even mm. you, yeah it's yeah yeah oh the idea is you can play with those numbers so long as you're not going into the realm of being able to hear the delay hear the delay yeah yeah that's fair um anyway and that was the end of his amp sim suggestions uh 
Oh, goodness me. Oh, like you wouldn't believe how tired My trick for getting the best out of Vamp Sims is just getting, like, convolution reverb emulations of cabinets. Yeah. Of, mm. like, actual cabinets and not the uh, simulated cabinets, unless that's how they made the cabinets. Right. So I have, like, impulse responses of... A bunch okay. of cabinets what are, with different microphones and a really nice. What room. are the good? What are the good softwares that do the the cabinet impulse response? Because uh, I know you you have one that you really like. Yes. Um, and I know there's there's got to be others. It that sounds are, like a porn thing. A porn <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, because it's like <laughs> red wire. Or How something? did you guys know I was oh, in? Oh yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Red wire. <laughs> yeah. Um, red wires with a Z at the end. It does sound so like it a porn thing. Sounds like a, a, a porn website, um, but I enjoy their collection. Okay, a porn. Okay, okay. sure. All right, I'll I'll settle down. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we won't invite you back from yeah, Bridge no. next time. Yeah, no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'm only going to be what gone about, for a week. What about um? What about some of the other so the other some of the other ones that uh, like? Do you know about any of the others? I know that there are a bunch of people who make IRs and yeah. stuff, but I've even seen people make IRs of like them tapping on a book or something like that, and then using that as a guitar cabinet. <coughs> That's super weird. It is super weird, but. It's, it Bless sounds you. cool, but I don't know. Maybe they processed the hell out of it. Mm. So how does an how does how does an, I mean, we only have a couple of minutes left here? But how does an impulse response actually work? Because I mean, it is a wave file. Yeah, um, that you load into this, uh, I guess, reverb kind of device software. Yeah, and then it emulates whatever that wave file like i don't i don't know exactly how it works hmm. uh but i just know you load up this wave file and then it cre- I creates had an emulation time. of what that wave file is so Weird. you can put like a uh whatever it is you record to make an ir you put that wave file in to this thing and it could be a guitar cabinet with a 57 in front of it it could be a stereo pair of microphones in a large hall. And right. it, it does a pretty good job of emulating those super yeah. weird. So it, it, it sounds almost intuitive as it breaks down the wave file to recreate that space. That space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds That's like wild. Awesome software. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't believe it's that simple. I don't either. <laughs> I can't believe that it's that simple. Well, using it is it is that simple. It's well, I understand using it is up. that simple, right? Um, I mean, most of this stuff is to make to it it sounds very complicated because I I briefly looked into it, like I spent maybe 15 minutes looking into it and it was just math. Well, not necessarily. It's just like knowing what the sound has to be and then doing a bunch of things to just make sure that you get the best quality. Uh, impulse response right that's so my you, understanding of it anyway. yeah so like what if you've got something in the audio file like the yeah like because i've i've messed with them and the ones that came stock worked and the ones i created didn't work <laughs> I, I don't see how i said this is work, stupid man what a waste of time like, what you can do with convolution reverb is you can take like somebody saying hey and then load it into that convolution reverb and then right. you actually make a, a, a reverb 
that actually sounds like someone saying hey underneath the person. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, I guess that's it. That's a good place to wrap up. Now that we have a smaller understanding of... We'll Small see you guys all next time. Device. Follow our hosts on Twitter at Two Bodies of Water. You got that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R. Engineer. I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.